had a close friend, although I don't know how I got to be a close friend with him because here's why. You remember when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl when uh, Carmichael and Montgomery and those guys were on the team? We had to play John Madden's, uh, you know, the Raiders. This guy was the tight end for the Oakland Raiders, but he got converted and he spent the rest of his retirement after he got out of football preaching the gospel. And he was a huge guy. His name was Mickey Marvin. And Mickey Marvin uh, often would go out, out with me and we would preach the gospel together. And we got to be friends in everything except football. And uh, we just decided we are going to disagree about football, you know. But Mickey was this huge guy with giant hands. You know, I, I called him the beefcake, you know. That's, uh, he was just a big, big guy. But he had his granddaughter with him one morning. And uh, it was early in the morning. And he was getting ready to take her over to, uh, she'd stayed overnight on Sunday night with, with the Marvins. And they had the joy of their granddaughter being with them. And they were getting ready to take uh, her back to the parents. It was Monday morning, you know, the work regimen, and she, she had to be there early for breakfast and everything. And he went, and he was on a country road, and uh, all, it seems like there was a, a truck that, that uh, knocked Mr. Marvin and his pickup truck off the road, and it flipped into a ditch. And he was this big guy, and he was strapped in, but his, his granddaughter was just a little girl, and he was turned upside down and he couldn't move, and he noticed that his granddaughter wasn't with him in the truck. And he got so upset, so upset. There was just panic, like there would be in any of us, right? And, and he heard her saying, you know, Papa, where are you? Papa, where are you? And, uh, and Brother Mickey started crying out to the Lord for help. And of all of the things that could have happened, he attended a little Nazarene church. And all of a sudden, he heard his pastor's voice because his pastor was coming behind him. And he got down there and said, Mickey, are you okay? He said, yeah, but I'm kind of trapped in this, this ditch. But my granddaughter's here. He said, no, your granddaughter's not there. I've got her in my arms. And he said, and we're going to get you out. Of this truck. Now I remember hearing this big football player that could take life by the hands saying how helpless he was when he was separated from his granddaughter and she said, Papa, where are you? And then the voice of his pastor, no, she's not missing. She's in my arms. Do you know, uh, as Bruce read, uh, it used the word advocate, but I've been studying, again, from the New American Standard Bible. Have any of you read, or do you have a New American Standard Bible? It's a beautiful translation, but listen to what it says in chapter 14, verse 16. I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper. All of us face times in life, day to day, when we need God's help. 
I confess there are many times in my life where I wondered, oh Lord, how do, how do I come up given the, the conflict of life that we faced? You know, people, people dying, people with real illness, people that are separated from, from other people. All of the adversity you could know to a human being. And I'd say, how do we just stand up and sing another song? How do we just say another prayer? How do we hold the Bible school? Have you ever felt that way? You know, how do you have the energy to muster help and, uh, and, and to be there and to get up and get going? But here is the recipe. For the whole month of August, I want to talk to you about your God, who is not only your Savior, but He's your helper. Do you know the Bible says He's a present help in a time of need? The word for pastor, and, and I think I'm right on this. You could go check me, but I think I'm right on this. The word pastor only appears a couple times in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it's the exact translation for the word shepherd. That big old football player that could probably move a pickup truck if he was standing right side up, trapped in a pickup truck, but his pastor, his shepherd, had his granddaughter in his arms. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Do you know beautiful things are happening as we cry out to God for help? And we need help. The American scene of churches is a tough road to hoe. We think that you're doing well by the pop popularity indicator. But do you know Jesus was the good shepherd? You know how unpopular he was? The Bible says he was despised and rejected by men. The Bible says he was wounded for our, our transgressions. And do you know he said in John chapter 1 that he came unto his own, but his own refused to receive him. Direct translation from the Greek. The world is filled with sorrow and hurt. And it's filled with rejection. And it, it can be a tough, a tough road to hoe for everybody. And nobody likes it when the popularity poll isn't going your way. But Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. And if the world has hated me, the world's going to hate you. Oh, that's fun, isn't it? You know, I love the promises of Scripture like we read for communion. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, and then He pops one of these. Try this one on for size. I'm going to send you out as a sheep in the midst of wolves. Hello! What does a wolf do except eat your hide? My friend and mentor, Dr. Kinlaw, said one time, but don't be afraid. When the wolf eats your hide and you're a sheep, that's the only way the wolves of the world are going to get to taste the lamb. So God is looking for people consecrated enough 
to let people taste the lamb. One bite after another bite right out of your hide. It's talking about having skin in the game. This last week was fabulous for us. 22 teenagers, nine helpers, and Darina and, uh, and I were down in Kentucky, and I got a chance to trek with the teams and see the kind of things that they were doing. And Adventure Serve was the group leader for our mission team. And you know what Adventure Serve gave as an assignment for the kids one day? That you needed to go up in the inner city of Lexington, Kentucky, and witness to your faith in Christ and walk up and ask a stranger if they would be willing to, to receive some kind help in the name of Jesus Christ. And man, some of the kids, as they heard Adventure Serve say that, they looked at one another and said, that's okay, let Pastor Ron do that one, you know. Or, or somebody, you know, anybody but me, right? You know your kids, the teenagers. And this one little girl said, I, no matter what you say, I can't do it. And they talked her into doing it. And you should have heard the testimonies coming out of these kids. There was a group of junior in high school boys, two, two of them, that walked up to a guy they knew that he was uh, in dire straits. And they said, uh, will you come with us? We want to buy you some pizza. And they, the junior in high school boys from Trinity, bought him some pizza and they talked to him about the hope of Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ can change your life. Oh, I'm telling you, that's where the rubber meets the road. These kids going out on the streets, cold calling in the name of Jesus Christ. And this one little girl and... Uh, when they got to our home after they'd done this, they were sharing, and this one little girl said, I can't believe it, I tried so hard, and finally I got the courage, and I walked up to a woman and said, can I help you? And she said, no. <laughs> but when it came time to lead in the prayer, she said, if I could do that, I can pray out loud and take that risk. And she prayed a beautiful prayer. I think there's always going to be a blessing in our living room because of the prayer. Because that girl knew what it meant to finally get up courage. And even when you get up courage, sometimes there's rejection. And rejection is just hard to cope with. But do you know what? Jesus Christ was rejected. But do you know what he said? Even in the midst of my rejection, I'm here for a mission. I've come to seek and to save the lost. And so Jesus Christ is our forever helper who faced the trials, who faced the unpopularity, who faced the rejection, but in the end, God wins. And because God wins in the end, if you love God, you win. Folks, just like those teenagers that took the risk. 
you're taking the risk in life too. There are a lot of people that want to hear and see the love of God, but they need you. They really do. They need help like we need help. And you know what the good news is? They can help themselves through the love of God because there's enough of Jesus to go around. Can you say amen to that? There's enough of Jesus to go around. And you can take the same risk those kids took. 